0: In the coffee hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm
1: Sarah Golson. It
0: is Tuesday, February 26th. You're laughing like you thought it was Monday.
1: Uh, it feels like a Monday it's again. Not. It's not. It's not like the, the Mondayest of Tuesdays now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a week of Mondays. It's fine.
0: <laughs> no, Mondays end on Monday. It is Tuesday, and uh, we have some good stuff for you today.
1: Hey, I'm biking home today.
0: How are you? Yeah. Good for you. I it's haven't been on
1: my bike from sp- here in like a month and a half.
0: Supposed to be in the 40s today. So it's supposed to be in the 50s. 50s. Wow. Yeah, I got that I wrong. I I'm so excited. I've not read the forecast uh, enough. <laughs> uh, I actually avoid it lately. Yeah, it's I don't even. Encouraging. It's, it's, yeah. No. Uh, speaking of encouraging, uh, have you. Th- what does it take to be a writer?
1: It's a really good question.
0: It's a good question And we're gonna talk with one of our favorite authors about mm-hmm. that in just a little bit Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin C-U-W E-D-U is the website for Concordia University, Wisconsin And I was just I was on their website yesterday actually looking uh, looking at uh, looking up some information mm-hmm. No, I'm not working on another degree
1: if, I, if I'm not sure I is, believe you. If my wife is listening,
0: I'm not working on my umpteenth degree, although that would be fun. Perpetual uh, student. <laughs> um, but uh was looking on their website and uh, it, looking for professor information, mm-hmm. you know, scheduling interviews, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. and uh, Doing our and jobs, just, you know. There are so many classes there that I want to take. So, you know, in my spare time. So, so
1: everybody else should vicariously take classes for you.
0: That's what I'm saying. And then
1: just, you know, yeah. tell you about them.
0: Yeah, I was, exactly. <laughs> C-U-W dot E-D-U is the the website to uh, check out for Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live Uncommon. Um, so we're going to talk with someone who's great at something that I am not, which is really exciting. So I can live vicariously through her. <laughs> Katie Sherman is author of a, a whole slew of books, great books. Mm-hmm. Um, he Restores My Soul. He Remembers the Baron. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, the... Oh, the series the, that yes. I can't think the of the sea. name right now. Yeah, that one. <laughs> good Man. morning, Katie.
1: All the anthems of science series. Thank you. We just set <laughs> that up you. for you to tell us.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so good to have you with us this morning, Katie. Thanks for joining us.
2: It's great to be with you on the second Monday of the week. <laughs> 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 wah, wah.
0: <laughs> Do you have days like that, too, where it seems like Monday all over again? Or as a writer, you just have no calendar and no schedule, right? I
2: have no calendar. Well, I it's have like being a calendar, retired. but I have no sense of grounding insofar as what day it is, except for Sunday. Sunday really sticks out to me. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. That's
2: probably a good thing. Yeah, Every other day is is kind of, you know, I don't know what the name of it is, but it's a day.
0: It's a day that ends in Y. Mm-hmm. Why did I even get out at known? <laughs>
1: <Mm-mm. laughs> uh, so uh, I saw a picture of yours on Twitter uh, last month at some point, and it was this teaser
0: which is where all good interviews begin. It's I saw true. a picture on Twitter.
1: I do get a lot of good stuff from Twitter. <laughs> but it was a teaser and it said chapter one. And I went, Ooh, this is exciting. So uh is there is there anything in the works from you? There is.
2: Uh, and works is a great word for it. There's a lot of work going on right now. Um and I can't quite swim my way through all of it to any sense of clear direction. But um <laughs> Yes, I am trying to start my my fourth fiction book mm. and i should actually I should restate that. I have started my fourth <laughs> fiction book, and I at this point have a pretty sense a good clear sense of direction of where it's going <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but good. ask me when I posted that picture, Sarah, and we would have just been crying, and you would have been handing me <laughs> tissues so,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what uh, I'm curious about the process that goes on um before you even start writing. Uh what what happens what what's the um the thought process or the the I don't know journey experiences whatever buzzword you want to use uh that happens before you even start writing a chapter.
2: I have had a variety of different experiences and I have found that um the variation comes with uh the difference in each book. When it comes to nonfiction, oftentimes the thought process ahead of starting that book is one of of organization, one of um, usually you have a thesis or a theme, an idea, um, something true that you want to uh, contemplate, to ponder, to meditate on, to um, expound upon. And so the organization takes the form of just kind of brain dumping where everything um, every bit of stimulation you're taking in that has to do with that topic, you just start to organize it together. Um, and so that can be kind of an overwhelming experience of just, where is my piece of paper? Where is the pen? And I'm sorry, this is is this what I wrote on yesterday? Where's the thing I wrote on yesterday? So it's, it's kind of just a, a bit of a, a chaotic cloud of activity um, trying to take uh, what is atmospheric and turning it into something real and tangible. Okay. Um, you-
0: you mentioned pen and paper. <laughs> Do is that a certain part of the process? Because at some point in time, it has to come down to a keyboard and and typing this too, unless you have unless someone, you
1: want to longhand the whole thing, right? And then
0: have someone like yeah, I type watched a it for movie you. about that one. So, <laughs> are pen and paper part of your process? And how are is it important to your process?
2: Yes and no um (laughs) good lutheran answer (laughs) full disclosure i have many methods of taking notes um and i use the method that is nearest at hand in the moment i i I am an iphone user and i have a notes app and it is not uncommon to see me grab my phone and just start typing a note uh, to myself the benefit of that is that i can then text that information to myself or email it to myself which um... or i'm sure there's a fancier faster way to do it but every girl has her own process and i don't like my process interrupted so um there's a way for me to get that note onto my laptop what i don't like about that is it's too immediate Um that may sound counterintuitive but I, sometimes the process of writing is not just getting the information as fast as you can to where you need it. Sometimes just in the physical act of writing it down, my brain is processing it a different way. And I have found that when I write something with my hand, it makes a different kind of impression on me. Mm -hmm. I remember it in a different way. It's uh, less um, expendable. Uh, And because it's written down, I have to encounter it more often. Like you said, Andy, I have to actually then compute it. I have to put it into my laptop. And that extra action uh, is just another imprint on my brain. And so I have actually found, like for example, um, where fiction can be different than nonfiction, like the head game ahead of it, uh, it's more creative. Uh, It's more um, imagining things and trying to make those imaginations real. And if you think about it, pen and paper, writing longhand is a very real experience. It's physical. Um, And so that can be a way of me making real what before was just in my head. And I also am a third-grade girl at heart. I love (laughs) pens and colors, yes. and stencils, and lined paper, <laughs> and so I also just enjoy the act of writing things down, and I have found that I am most at home in a writing environment where all those notes I've taken, all those maps that I've drawn, um, all those flowcharts, I've made all the family trees that I've constructed. I feel most at home when those things are hanging up on my walls or hanging on a little clothesline across the room or scattered across my desk. Something about that is a very fertile, creative environment for me. Um, Whereas I can take the exact same notes on the computer and print them out, but my eye doesn't fall in love with that information the same way it does when I see it in my own hand. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is something to finding a method that spurs creativity, um, that uh, that keeps your creative process going, that engages you, because, you know, writing takes a very long time. Books don't happen in a night, and so anything you can find that helps you enjoy the process more. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Sarah, I often think of you with your bike riding, right? You just find things out about yourself in these uh, long sports, right? Mm-hmm. That you learn your coping mechanisms, you learn uh, what what actually... Does inspire you to go beyond your own physical capability. Writing is very similar in that regard. You just find these things that that help you continue beyond when your brain says no. It's another Monday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is, is I'm not a wordsmith here, but is the word cathartic appropriate here?
1: Mm. Ooh, I love that word.
0: I do Are too, you- and I felt I, I I felt moved to use it. <laughs> But I don't know if that was appropriate for this.
2: (laughs) It is appropriate. Catharsis for me in the writing process is about, you know, 5% of the experience. I would say it's 95% work, 5% catharsis. But the catharsis is so special and so important and so worth it that you don't mind doing the 95% work to get that catharsis. And for me... Um, I do sometimes have catharsis in the planning stages of a book, but th- that that's not as typical for me. Um, I'm sure some authors experience that, but for me, a lot of the catharsis happens in the writing of the book, um, and that catharsis usually takes the shape, for me, of you finally hit upon something true that you can say that you didn't know you could say until you worked and wrestled with a particular chapter or a particular character or a particular storyline. Um, and that's part of the long-term goal of writing. It's part of what keeps me going, is I know that it's, it's a trusting, it's a faith that that knows that God gives all good gifts. And, and just because I'm starting a chapter and I don't love it doesn't mean that God can't, throughout that process, give me something really good in it. And uh, I suppose that's where experience is helpful. Um, You can just go blindly and dumbly into a project knowing that that you're pretty dumb about something, but know that in the work of it, in the study of it, in the toiling and the wrestling, um, God... Uh, he disciplines you and he uh, and he gives good gifts. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And there's, I think in, in, in any creative process, I don't, I don't do a ton of writing. I used to do like poetry back in the day in like high school, but in, in the creative process, there's, there's a lot of um, push and pull and, and tension and release when you're, when you're trying to figure something out and you're trying to, I don't know, design, you're trying to solve this problem of, of how to get it to work and then you get it to work and it's like, yes! I got it to work, but now there's another problem and I need to solve this problem.
2: The it's, tension release, that's a really great phrase to apply to it, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I would say, if we're thinking in the term of a week, you've got four days of tension, and that fifth day you get some release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is a cycle, and you learn that cycle, and you learn to just kind of trust that process. Um, and I have learned that if you don't have the four days of toiling, uh, you often don't really come up with uh, something truly excellent to mm-hmm. say. There's just... and And as a Christian... Um <clears throat> there's something in that too that that mimics life. Uh that that waiting on the Lord in all things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and so there's it's a familiar space for me. Maybe that's why I don't mind returning to it so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a a favorite thing or or something that that you get the most joy out of uh in, in the in the writing process?
2: Yes. Uh, of course there are little things I enjoy along the entire journey, but probably most consistently the thing that brings me the greatest joy, um, maybe I can say it best this way, uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2017, Rod Dreher came out with a book called <clears throat> excuse me, The Benedict Option, mm-hmm. and our congregation, we had a little summer book group where we read it together and discussed it together, and in reading that book, um, Walker Percy, he's a, a novelist, and Rod Dreher is talking about things that Walker Percy um, believes and ideas he's a proponent of. Um, Walker Percy in this book says that, um, you know, Christianity is a true story, Um, and it's our story, and it's our story to tell. Um, We have been given the gospel to proclaim. Um, And we should not trust the world to tell that story. Uh, In fact, when the world tells the story of Christianity, the world gets it wrong, Um, usually perverts it. And so, as a creative novelist, um, what part of our uh, job uh, as creative Christians is to attack the fake in the world in the name of what is real? And this is how Walker Percy would talk about it: Um, that we Christians we need to become the best of storytellers, so that we can tell our own story. Um, Because our young people in the world they're they're not going to be argued into Christian chastity or into, um, you know, morality uh, by any maxims, by any law. But, but beauty and goodness that can be embodied in great art and fiction, um, this, this is something that stands a chance of lasting, of getting the attention of our youth. And so for me, Sarah, probably the thing I get the most joy out of is as a creative person participating in the telling of the true story.
0: Hmm. Well, that writing process, uh, is, is quite a process and a creative process. And we have an opportunity to share, uh, well, an opportunity that Katie's going to share with us, uh-huh. <laughs> um, for that, uh, for those who would like to engage in that writing process, uh, during the season of Lent. You're listening to Coffee Hour. Right, I'm Mandy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldseth. Stick around.